stuck at home? Then I've got good news because today's episode of The Love Pod is a two-hour-long special with none other than The Circle winner Joey Sasso. Joey steps into The Love Pod to talk to Nikki, Dina, and myself a little about his time on The Circle and a lot about food. You'll find out more about his acting career and which long-running TV show he would most like to be a part of. And after all that, we play a game of Never Have I Ever in which, spoiler alert, I am clearly the wet blanket. Okay, let's get on to the show. Hey, you guys, you are now in the love pod with Nikki, Jordan, and Dina. Today, we have one of the most special guests from the circle, Joey Sasso, who is always on 10. Hey, Joey. What up, what up, what up? How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? Joey, what have you been up to, man? <laughs> Honestly, life has been crazy, man. I've been busier than I've ever been before, but it's all good things. You know what I mean? Like, with everything, it's weird because, like, I'm the walking cliche in, like, so many different ways. Like, I'm the most sentimental dude you ever see. I'm the dude who cries on commercials. I'm always, like, just very cliche with stuff. So the fact that my life is that cliche overnight success thing that just changed everything, it, it kind of just makes sense given – how I've always been as a person. So it's been a wild experience these last couple months, just anywhere I go. Like the other night I went out to uh, dinner with some friends. Minute one, I walk in to give my friends a hug and there's people at a table going, Joey, hey, Joey. And I'm just like, hey, what's up? Like stuff like that, man, where it's just, it's cool. You get out in the world and you meet so many different people who recognize you from a show that people really have responded to in such a positive way. It's really, I mean, it makes the entire experience that much cooler. Oh, cool. Good. Now, we did notice that you were always your authentic self, and it really did pay off for you. So what did you think about the um, the people that decided to actually catfish on the show? You know, I think I, I understand it because there's part of it, like, if I were to ever do it, which it never factored into my mind of, like, possibly being a catfish, it would be just to screw with people and have fun. You know what I mean? Just having an immature sense of humor. But the biggest thing I took from it is like, you look at someone like Seaburn and you could see why he made it to the end because you could tell he's comfortable with who he is as a person and he just wanted to go in and have a good time where I think the other catfish, for the most part, you look at it and they didn't feel comfortable with uh, with themselves and the way they looked and the way they felt where I feel like they would have had such a better opportunity in the game had they just been themselves and represented themselves for who they really are and not trying to put on a fake persona. So I took the message of always staying true to yourself is the best way that you can always be. We agree, actually, here in the Love Pod. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And having talked to Sean, and we're going to talk to Seaburn next week as well, uh, I think so we talked to two of the cat. We're gonna to talk to two of the catfishes. <laughs> uh, were you a big social media user before the circle? Yeah, you know, I was a basic social media guy before everything. Like I had pages, you know, and I just wasn't ever the guy who was posting all the time or stuff like that. It was mostly following pages of stuff that I was interested in, music, film pages, things like that. And now with everything with the show, I've really had to embrace 
becoming more of a social media savvy type of guy. And that's also been difficult, but it's been fun as well because I'm just the dude who's like trapped in the seventies. You know, I listen to vinyl. I, I, I collect stuff where I'm like, what are all these kids up to today doing with their stuff? So, you know, that's been like part of the difficult process, but it's been fun because you got to embrace where the world is today. So I'm still getting the hand, you know, the grasp on that little by little day by day, but it's definitely changed my way. I've looked at social media for sure. Cool. Joey, I want to ask, so we saw some of the challenges on the show. I have to ask about your cake because how do you, how do you even. That cake was horrible. Dude, that cake was a masterpiece. I, I always stick with art is subjective. I put my heart and soul into that thing. <laughs> Dude, I was freaking out when I think, when I found out we had to do that. There's been so many people who have messaged me and are like, come on, you were playing it up for the cameras. Tell me the truth. I'm like, dude, after one minute of being in that place, you forget that you're on camera because you're just there 24 hours a day. I was just like, how in the hell am I going to pull this thing off and do this? I've never done anything with baking or cakes in my life. My aunts always do that. My sister's the baker in the family. She makes everything. All I'm thinking, so people are like, why did you like put the frosting on with your hands? And all I thought of in those moments was like, okay, I've watched Cake Boss with my sister. And I know the people pick up the bags and squeeze the stuff out to get the frosting on. So I pick up the bag and I squeeze it. And immediately I think they gave me a broken bag. So I'm like, shit, I got to just figure out what I do here. So I was like, I don't have time. So I'm like, all right, screw it. I just pick up the frosting and just start putting it all on my hands. I'm like, I don't have time. And I really thought I was doing it correctly. It wasn't until I saw everyone else's videos that I was like, all right, I had no idea what I was doing. And I'm like, all right, someone couldn't have told me you got to snip the end of the bag thing off to squeeze the frosting out. No, no one told me nothing. So I think I remember after I made it, I think I named it a Texas Chainsaw Massacre meets Walking in a Winter Wonderland. That's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like the table, the floor, everything was ice. Dude, I had to clean everything <laughs> myself. Like I sat there oh after gosh. and I looked at it like there was frosting all over the walls. The carpet had all red frosting, so it looked like a murder scene investigation or something went down. And I just sat there for like three hours scrubbing everything. Like you have no one to blame for this but yourself. You did this to yourself. <laughs> we you we saw part of the cleanup. We, hey, Mama, we saw part of the cleanup. Mama Dukes, what's up, Mama Dukes? <laughs> hey, what's Gorgeous. up? Gorgeous. How we doing over there? How you doing over there? How you doing? <laughs> dude, I get Joey Tribbiani from Friends all the time, which is hilarious because I'm like the one dude who like cannot ever stand the show Friends. So like I'll have people walk up to me and be like, oh my God, you're Joey Tribbiani. How you doing? And I'm like, you know what? I have better hair than him. I don't want to hear it. Joey, you're much better than Joey Tribbiani. Yeah, that, that's a Northeast thing. How you doing? We still do. Oh, dude, doing. I everywhere I go, I can't help it. It's just that's what we say. How you doing? And then people are like, oh, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> so uh, I got a question for you, uh, Joey. So who do you stay in touch with from the, uh, the the circle? Honestly, we all stay in touch. We're in a group chat on Instagram that we made 
right after production ended because we weren't allowed to follow each other or take pictures and post things with each other. Like we couldn't even act like we knew each other till the show was after it was done airing. So we all stay in touch there. But I mean, I, I talked to everyone a lot. Like Shubes lives in LA now. So me and Shubes kick it all the time. Oh, shoot. He's in LA now. He's going to be here to the end of summer. So me and him go out together all the time and kick it. Uh, me and Miranda talk all the time as well. Sammy, Seaburn, Seaburn always gives. Seaburn's the one who always comes through with the with the random calls at like the most busy points of time in my life. Where I'm like, I just got to see what's going on with CB. I call him CBGB from like moment one because <laughs> I'm a nickname guy. And like when I met him, obviously he wasn't Rebecca, and he told me his name was Seaburn, and I can never remember names. So I'm like, bro, this ain't gonna work. So he's still <laughs> my phone and CBGB. When I found out his name, I was like, Seifert. <laughs> the ladies was like, huh, Seifert? Yeah, bro, that, that threw me off. I'm like, just imagine walking in and you find out he's not Rebecca, and then you hear the name Seaburn, and I'm like, dude, like that, I can't, like, I can't remember that right now. Like, that's a lot to take in. It's a lot to process. You got to tell Shuby. We wanted to get him on and talk about politics. Oh, bro, I will text Ruby and I will tell him 100% to come on with you guys, especially with the political stuff. Yeah, we want to encourage people to vote. Yeah, bro, Shubes, I'm telling him, man, like, you got to run for president and let me be your VP. And he's like, what what are we going to run on? I'm like, look, this is all I got, and I'm going to leave it right there and drop the mic. Sausage and meatball sandwiches for everyone. It's going to make the world a lot more happy. We're going over budget. Not one sandwich. Everyone gets three or four a piece. We're feeding everyone. Let's all get nice and stuffed and eat some good food and smile. Look, at we need an Italian running this country. I'm telling you. Everyone. Oh, yeah. My mom can be the White House chef. Ma, you are totally allowed to come to the White House and help us cook. You and my no, mom no, I want to be first mom. I want to yes, be first dude, mom. Forget about on. first lady. I'll Can be you first imagine mom. The Sunday dinners we'd have at the White House, we'd have such a great time. Mama, Mama Riccobono for president. Dude, Ruby came over and my mom was in town and my mom sat him down and was feeding him sausage and meatballs and poor shoes. I don't think he's used to eating like that. So he's eating food and food his plate. And my mom's like, all right, honey, you want another one? He's like, um, uh, I think I think I'm good. She gives him like the eyes of death of like you're still hungry. You need to eat more. You gotta make make LA great again. That's yes. a new motto. Whoa, maybe we come up with something fresh. <laughs> yeah. LA needs Italian food, I'm telling you. Well, you can come to Scottsdale and have Italian food with us anytime. Dude, I'm in the car. I'm on the way. I'll be there in 20. You don't got to tell me twice. Oh. I'm, I'm a hungry boy. <laughs> I'm you'll have to about. wait for tomorrow morning because that's when Sunday sauce is on. Oh, my God. Your mom understands my life so much, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what is the craziest rumor that you've seen about yourself? Oh, God, that's a good one. I mean, let's go with the obvious that, you know, Miranda and I are having kids. We're married. Um, (laughs) Then I've heard that, you know, people want me and Sammy to hook up because she was in L.A. And we were all just kicking it. And then it's like a rumor that me and Sammy are together. And I'm like, guys, she's my friend. Can't people have friends today in the world? Like, 
yes, I hug and kiss my friends. It doesn't mean you're dating or you're or you're getting together. Like, no, like stuff like that. Um, as far as other rumors, like I mean, I've gotten a bunch of weird DMs. Like there were people who wanted to buy my socks, which I'm like, <laughs> you don't want to buy my socks. Trust me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this out of love. People like, no, like, don't go near the weird, weird market for that, for shoes and socks, not just from celebrities, but it gets really weird. <laughs> Dude, my sister used to work at Express for like seven years and there was a guy who like daily would call up and whoever would answer the phone be like, can you please tell me what shoe you're wearing and what size? <laughs> and <laughs> just come, she'd come home and we would all just laugh and be like, what the hell is the matter with people? Who wants to know what shoes you're wearing? I mean, look, at here's my thing. I get it. Different strokes, different folks. I'll say this. Like there are so many things I can find attractive about a person but there is never a part of me at any point in life that's like feet, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, no, like we all know they're there, but we don't got to look at it and pay attention to it. My God. So who's your favorite celebrity that you've gotten to meet through the show? Oh, my favorite celebrity I've gotten to meet. Well, there's been a bunch of people. So like, uh, Demi Lovato was tweeting about the show, which was pretty dope. Like, that was just awesome because I just love her. I think she's absolutely amazing. Uh, John Legend's wife, Chrissy Teigen, was also tweeting about the show. And she was like, yeah, buddy. And I was like, oh, my God, mama, we made it. Like, that's dope. <laughs> like, like, that's so dope. But uh, I think my favorite celebrity I've gotten to meet was Amy Poehler. She was absolutely amazing. Uh, she loved the show. She reached out and I actually got to go have dinner with her. And that was an amazing experience just to sit down one-on-one -on -one with people like that. And for me, it's just kind of normal as I lived in LA for so many years and you meet people so much that, you know, I think people always take it as a good thing of respect when you just treat them like a person and not as whatever their celebrity status is. So I've always been really just comfortable with sitting down with anybody, regardless of who it is. But the one person I'm looking forward to hopefully meeting again is I want to meet Gaga again and just be like, <laughs> that photo, I had to put it out there in the world because we took the best selfie in the history of selfies. So hopefully <laughs> at some point in time, I can run into her again and be like, thank you for that selfie because the world got to see it and I appreciate you for it. I appreciate you for it. <laughs> You got to take her out for chicken nuggets. Dude, I'm telling you, the McDonald's date should have happened. Like, it should have happened. I told her, <laughs> look, it, it was the best McDonald's in L.A. The sweet and sour sauce is off the chain. Big Macs for days. Extra onions. We could have had a great time. We could have had a great time. We'll go for chicken nuggets anytime with you, Joey. Dude, let's do it. And we can put on the Stars Born soundtrack and just sing in yes. the car. Start crying our eyes out. I still listen to it daily. <laughs> My God, those songs are so good. What's the, what's the one song she sings? I always start crying. I'll never love again. And I just sit there and I'm like, oh my God, I feel like Rose at the end of Titanic when Jack's gone. <laughs> and she's just sitting there by herself looking at the Statue of Liberty and finds the heart of the ocean in her jacket. It's all, it's all devastating things. <laughs> you are too much. Let me ask a question. Um, I know what, I know you have tons of followers on Instagram um, and other platforms, but for the people that are just getting into the circle. Can you please give them your social media so they can follow you? 
Absolutely. So at Instagram, it's at Joey Sasso, all one thing, no spaces, no nothing. On Twitter, it's at Joey underscore Sasso. And same thing, my personal Snapchat, I gave it out to the world, so it's so much fun to snap people. It's at Joey underscore Sasso. Snap me, tweet me, DM me on Insta, follow my stuff, bro. It's fun. I like interacting with people. I've dedicated my life to this. My fingers are in pain every day, and it's well worth it. All right. <laughs> Have you done TikTok yet? Dude, I'm on TikTok. Yeah, I'm on TikTok as well. We said so, bro. I'm trying to get the TikTok thing down. It's such a dude. Like, here's the thing: the dances and all that probably not gonna happen. Like, <laughs> it's probably not gonna happen because I'm like, you know, let's leave that to the professionals. But I'm trying to figure out how to work this thing because, like, dude, it's a complicated thing. You got to do the the cuts and the the music and then the this and the that. Like, it's a lot going on with that TikTok thing. So I'm trying to get that going. I just got verified on TikTok, which I'm like, ah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> on TikTok. Awesome. So moving on, we really want to talk about your your acting and your movie career because it seems like there's a lot going on and it's so exciting for you. Yeah, dude. So that's the thing that is really crazy is a lot of people are now figuring out that I'm an actor. And I've had a lot of people say to me that they think the show is fake or scripted and I'm acting on the show and it couldn't be further from the truth. I've been out in L.A. since I've been 18. I moved out here right out of high school a month after graduation. And I always knew what I wanted to do. Film's always been my life since I was a little boy. My family's always known. That's why they had no problem with me leaving. They knew I had to chase my dreams. And when I moved out here, I met up with my now writing partner who also directed my film. And we always knew no one was ever gonna give us an opportunity for anything and we wanted to make our own films. So at that point began a seven and a half year process to make my feature that's in post right now. So about a year and a half ago, I made the film. I got it fully financed on my own. We put all of our lives on the line, went back to my hometown in Rochester and made it. And that's why when the show came up, it was like, I got nothing to lose here, man. Like the film's in post-production. I don't know how we got it made. We literally accomplished an impossible task. So I've always heard you don't do reality television. And the show came up and I was like, this is the one time where this makes sense because I'm not in a house with people getting stupid, doing anything. I'm literally locked away by myself. How much trouble can I get in? by myself so i'm gonna go do it and have fun so with the film and the show it just it really couldn't have been better timing for everything in my life i'm gonna jump around a bit because you mentioned your movie young lion of the west so what can you tell us about it so it's basically a coming of age slash cautionary tale i always describe it to people as saturday night fever for this generation meets a modern day mean streets my character is a club promoter in upstate New York and Rochester who really has that small town but big ego of wanting to be bigger than his own bridges and is willing to do whatever he has to do to get where he wants to get. And I always look at it as a slice of life type of film where you're really putting a lens on a certain area of the world where for me it's Rochester and coming from such a specific place of how people can be and just showing the, showing the film to so many different people. My favorite thing is the reactions I've gotten have never been the same, which for me is the most exciting because I think the worst thing that could happen is someone watches your film and it's just like, yeah, it was a movie. It was good. It was good. Like everyone who sees it always feels such a strong reaction. 
just so many different things. That's why I'm really looking forward to getting the film out in the world and seeing what the reactions across the board are. Are, are there plans? Do you know yet where it's going to release and where we're going to be able to see it? At this point right now, that's what we're trying to figure out is there's a lot of different opportunities. And for me, it's always a matter of who's going to believe in the film the most and try to get as many eyes on it as possible. So that should be something in the next couple of months that gets figured out. And as soon as that's figured out, I'm going to be sure to let everybody know because it's really been an almost decade process to get to this point. And that's why I'm so thankful for the show, man, because it's really opened up so many doors for me that I just would have never had beforehand. So I'm just looking at with my career, not getting stuck in everything with the circle because I know it could be very easy to do that. And really hopefully getting those opportunities to say, yes, I am an actor. I've been studying my craft for over a decade. Really just give me an opportunity and I will be able to show what I can do because proving myself, that's always been the story of my life. And I'm so ready to do that at this point. Have you, obviously your, your fame from the circle has helped a lot with that. Are there other projects and opportunities that you're going to be working on, whether they've come from the circle or not? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, to be 100% honest, it's all from the circle. And that makes 100% sense. And that's why I'm so blessed for the show and everything that it did. Because honestly, it it's like the one show you watch, it's a reality show that's like a wholesome show. Like, you really, you know, tune in for the people and, you know, their personalities, everything you respond to with it. So I've been very careful about everything I'm doing with meeting with people and stuff like that, because it could be so simple to take every opportunity that comes your way where I just have never been like that. Like I've been very open with telling people in meetings, this was a one and done for me in terms of reality shows. And I hate to say that, but it's just because I know I'm a kid from a reality show. It only makes sense that you're going to get other reality show opportunities. And there's been things that have come along that just haven't really made sense to where I'm like, no, but I, I, I have to say that because I am an actor on that side of the industry and I need to be the person who always fights for that. And I just always, I like to say, you know, never say never because I always said I would never do reality television. It made sense. It was perfect. And I decided to go with it. So if something should come up that makes sense, the concept is good and fresh and it's something that I feel excited about, then I'm all in, man. But just to take everything that would come your way, it's like, no, nah, man, you got to you gotta sit back, you know, weed through all the options of everything that you could do and try to do something that you think you really would believe in and that people would respond to in a good way. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure you have a ton of options now. You have a ton of opportunities, but I know there can always be a transition. Are you still bartending? And are, how does that even work with somebody? Yeah, so I still, I still am bartending. I still have my job at the bar. I just haven't been able to physically work over the last couple months because everything has been in full swing and my boss leaves and everyone at the bar completely understand. And they're so happy for me because they've seen me, you know, working beside them years out here struggling and really just killing myself to get opportunities for my, for my career. So they're like, honey, go do your thing. We want you to, to get out of here. We don't want you to be stuck here. Like, like we all are, because everyone I work with are, you know, older males who've been out here for so many years and, you know, whether they had dreams that they didn't fulfill or just got stuck in that lifestyle. So 
they're all like, Joey's doing his thing and he's got to do what he has to do. And they all support me and have my back. And I couldn't be more happy for that. They're all really my family out here. And we've been through so much together over all these years. And it just, it makes me feel so blessed that I do have that opportunity of like, you know, the owner of my bar, I told him since day one, when I started working there six years ago, my career always comes first and any opportunity I've had with my career and I need to be gone. Like, let's say when I went to go make my film, I was gone for three and a half months. When I came back, my job was ready and there. And he knows like, look, when I'm at work, I kill myself more so than any other person. I'll work shifts that aren't my shifts. I've worked for free because I truly care about the business I've worked at and making sure that everyone's taken care of because we are a family environment. It's not a corporate type of bar, which is my favorite thing. So when anything's come up for career stuff, go do your thing. Your job is always here. We love you, your family. I couldn't, and I couldn't be more happy for that. Cause that just, especially in LA, that just does not exist. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it, even if you did special appearances every once in a while, that's going <laughs> to give the bar a lot more business. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've definitely popped in there a couple of times and it's, it's hard to sit there and talk with my friends because a lot of people recognize me from the show and I'm the dude who's like, dude, I don't care how many times people come up to me. I will sit there. I will take every picture with you guys. I've sat there with people who are like, my sister loves you or my dad loves you. And I'm like, call them up. Let's call <laughs> Let's do it. And it's so much fun when I've taken people's phones and like, let's say I've had a, I had a guy a couple weeks ago be like, my sister loves you, but she doesn't live here. I'm like, give me the phone. I call up the sister and I'm and I like I think uh, I think her name was I can't remember her name. Let's say her name is Violet. So I'm just like, Violet, what are you doing, honey? And she's like, Who the hell is this? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is Joey Sasso. She's like, stop it right now. No, it's not. No, it's not. I'm like, hit the FaceTime button, hit the FaceTime button. So I'll sit around FaceTime with people and you know, just shoot the shit with people and have fun. I mean, that's the that's the type of stuff that I really enjoy about this process man is i've been the kid on the other side of the coin my entire life being a fan of people and to have people really enjoy something that i did and put themselves out there to me like that's amazing to me i'll sit there and talk with anybody any time of day i don't care what's going on in my life like i will stop talk with you pictures whatever you need man i i really enjoy it and i love that this experience has really brought on so many amazing people like People have talked about, do you worry about trolls or negativity? I'm not just saying it, dude. Like, I haven't gotten any of that. Like, I just get amazing, amazing people who reach out to me and share personal stuff with me and really put themselves out there. That, to me, is my favorite thing about this. You get back what you put out, and that's exactly what you've been putting out, good positivity. Absolutely. So we had a look at your IMDb bio. Were you on General Hospital? I was. I did a bunch of spots on General Hospital. I used to be in the casting director, Mark Teschner, in his uh, scene study class for a good amount of, I want to say at least a solid year. And Mark's a great guy who always likes to give opportunities to people whenever they present themselves. So I was the kid that they knew of like, if we need anything filled, call Joey and he's going to he's going to come in. So I, I did a bunch of different stuff on there, which for my aunts, especially, they just love because my God, they are obsessed with General Hospital. And my aunt to this day, she'll tell me how she writes the casting directors about Joey needs to be Sonny's son. 
He needs to be sunny yes. stone. Like all stuff like that. And then actually, strangely enough, my first time on the show, I was in there doing a, a scene in the boxing gym because I've been a boxer my whole life. So it made sense. That's why Mark called me. And someone from the crew comes up to me to take still photos of me in my wardrobe. And she's like, you sound like you're from, you know, New York and you're Italian. I said, yeah, I'm from Rochester, New York. She goes, I'm from Rochester. I'm like, come on. And like, it was a whole inside joke that the gym on the show is called Volanino's Gym. Her name's Alice Volanino and she's a huge boxing fan from Rochester. So we just hit it off. And it's just like one of those moments of how small is the world, man. It's crazy. We, yeah, we've talked about that just a little bit off air about there's not a ton of Italians in L.A., but there's a ton of Italians here in Scottsdale. And then you meet people from New York who you would never expect to run into. So shout out to Avis. We want to hear more about boxing. Oh, bro, I'm telling you, it really does happen all the time when you meet people and you really do realize the world is so small. Everyone knows everybody or is connected in some way. And especially being in the business, when you meet people who have done well for themselves, who are familiar with where you come from, familiar with your background, everything like that. Like one of the coolest things for me is I worked on a there's a, a band called Haim or Haim, the all girl rock band. And they did a video at my bar a couple of years ago that was directed by one of my favorite directors of all time, Paul Thomas Anderson, who did Boogie Nights, Punch Drunk Love, all those types of films. That's why I was there. And, you know, one of his his biggest collaborators who since passed away was Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman was from Rochester. His mom is still a judge there today. And when I talked to him at the end of the day, because I didn't want to bother him when he was working all day. I was like, yes, I'm, I'm a huge Philip Seymour Hoffman fan. I, you know, terrible that he passed away. Uh, I'm from Rochester as well. And he's like, home of the garbage plate. I'm like, bro, you know what a garbage plate is? You're Paul Thomas Anderson. He's like, dude, me and Phil would fly back to Rochester all the time to see his mother and grab garbage plates all the time. And it's moments like that where I'm like, dude, this is insane. Like, I grew up studying your work, man. And like, you know where I'm from. Like, you really know where I'm from. Like, what is happening right now? This isn't okay. This is crazy. What, what is a garbage plate? Oh my God. This is what I need you guys to do. I need you to Google image a garbage plate. So a garbage plate is legit. Like what Rochester's known for. It is so delish. So you can basically get like a cheeseburger plate. Or a hot dog plate, sausage, you get whatever you want like that. So, like, I get a cheeseburger plate, and you pick two sides. So, I get, like, you get two cheeseburgers. I get mac salad and home fries. And it's, like, but it's not, like, a little bit. It's, like, a lot. And I get extra, extra, extra onions. Oh, yeah. That's a plate <laughs> right there. Thank oh, you, yeah. Jordan. We'll post Dude, that with the video. <laughs> you go to Stevie T's back home in Rochester. I get, like a mountain of onions and meat sauce and it's just known for like three o'clock in the morning you've been out your friends you're feeling good you need a plate everyone goes to go grab a plate if you if you're a savage you eat it all in one sitting if you're a normal human you eat half of it go home put it in the fridge wake up in the morning you finish the rest of it it's so fantastic every time i go home the first thing i look forward to is going to get a plate i'm a savage <laughs> actually if you go if you go on my TikTok, you can see a video of the last time I was home. My friends recorded me ordering a plate, and it's hysterical because I'm like, look at it. I don't want extra onions. I want a mountain of onions. A mountain of onions. I love my onions. I, 
I don't keep, I don't mean to keep diverting to food, but you know. Oh, bro, I'm in, I'm in for it, man. I'm in for it. No complaints <laughs> from me. But we want to know, um, We pe- obviously, Jordan mentioned we peeped your IMDb a little bit. And I saw something about uh, Dear Tom Hardy, I Love You. Yeah, so I could actually tell you this is funny. I have a friend who'd come to my bar. His name's Wade. I adore him. He's a great guy. He's a screenwriter. Uh, he's got a lot of different projects. So basically what he'll do is what a lot of people do is – will attach me and others to projects basically to make it look like we got stuff going on just because we're all out of work, actors, writers, stuff like that. So it's just one of those things of like, he's got projects and he'll just throw friends in there to, you know, make it look like we're attached. And I've read all of his stuff. It's, it's all great stuff. And like anything, if he got something greenlit, I'd love to do something with him because I've known him for so many years and He's like so many other people out here who've just been grinding for years, putting their dreams as, you know, ahead of their own lives. So that's one of those things of like, yeah, I'm attached to the project. I haven't read any latest drafts in a long time, but it was always at the point of just like, let's look like we're all working, got things going on when we're all out of work, slinging drinks, waiting tables <laughs> like shit. Hopefully things change. <laughs> so wait, um, everybody knows you do a great Robert, ne- Robert De Niro impression. Do you do any other impressions and, and do a Robert De, Niro, Robert De Niro for us? Well, it's funny because I'm a dude who just loves imitating people. So, like, when I, I can't help it, ever since I've been a kid, it's just like if I see someone in their mannerisms, it's like an automatic thing that I just want to start finding your characteristics and imitating you. And it's it's really funny when I look up actors that I love, another actor who does that is DiCaprio. Like, if you look up online DiCaprio's Jack Nicholson impression, it's honestly fantastic. He could do the whole eyebrow curl-up thing that I, I physically am not able to do with my face. But it's one of those things I've always done as well as I can't help it. When I meet someone, you just start imitating them. And I'm also very annoying, I'm, you know, as we know, just at all points in time with my energy. So I'm like a child that when I meet you and you stick out to me, I'm going to sit there and really just look at – who you are, what you do. Like one of my favorite standups of all time is Andrew Dice Clay. I just think he's so stupid and that's why I love it because it's so immature and dumb and people take it so serious, like so serious where I'm like, bro, it's like playground, filthy bathroom humor, which is my (laughs) stuff that makes me, you know, just stand out. So when you're just sitting there and you watch old dice clips, he is the best person to imitate because you just go out in public and you can't help over accentuate every single thing this guy says and does, man. So for anyone out there who wants a fun impersonation, look up Dice Man. My mom has another question. <laughs> so how do you like Sebastian Maniscalco? I adore Sebastian Maniscalco. My mom and sister went to go see him like six months ago. And my mom calls me after the show and she's like, honey, he's just like us. Can you meet him? Can you please meet him? I feel like he would help you. And I'm like, Ma, look at I, I don't know how I'd go about meeting him, like just meeting him, but I would love to. I think he's great and everything that he does in his act is all stuff like us. And especially I'm so happy that his acting career is going fantastic. I mean, he was in The Irishman. Can we take a minute and just reflect on how amazing that is? Like I watched him on Joe Rogan's podcast and he's like day one on set, my first call sheet, I look at it and it's a scene with Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, 
to be directed by Scorsese, and I show up, and Pacino's on set too, and this is day one. And I'm like, bro, I would have a heart attack and just drop right there. I don't know how you even showed up and did your work. God bless you. And he killed it in the movies is Crazy Joe. He was fantastic. I mean, everybody in that cast was fantastic. I don't think you could go wrong with a single one of them. No, I've I've seen that movie over 30 times at this point during the year. Like I, I just I that's just my it's it's like you can't. I'm just addicted. I don't think the world still the world still doesn't appreciate how insane that that movie actually exists and what it took to actually make that movie happen. And it's totally a swan song for Scorsese, De Niro. It's the last time we'll ever see Pesci with them again, especially first time Pacino's ever worked with them. I mean, I can just go on all day. And for everyone who says it's too long, three and a half hours. People, you sit on the couch and binge watch shows for 12 hours, sit down and watch a movie. Don't, and then people be like, ah, you break it up in different viewings and different parts. Bro, watch a movie. It's a movie. It's it's meant to be seen from beginning to end. Show them some respect, please. My God. Well, now everybody's stuck at home with the coronavirus, so we can plug that. There's no excuse. People got to kill time. You can watch that movie all day long and just kill time. And and come on, pay pay them the respect that they deserve. I'm the only guy I know who cries on the movie. No spoilers. But, you know, I I cry. I cry every single time I see it. When you get into that third act, I'm just like, what is life? I can't do this. And then I think about (laughs) – you think about De Niro and Pesci back in the day, Raging Bull. They were so young and handsome. And you look at them in that movie, and it's just like, why does this have to happen? No, it's not okay. We all get old, Joey. (laughs) I don't like it. It's not okay. They shouldn't get old. They should be stuck in their prime forever, keep making films. I watch Casino all the time, too. Like, that's another one. I know it. Like, how people know movies word for word. You don't want to watch a movie with me that I know really well because I'm going to annoy the hell out of you. I know every (laughs) single line. As long as you don't interrupt with spoilers, I think. I think that's okay. Well, I come from the family of like anything I show my mom, she's just like has to comment on everything. And she's just like, what the hell just happened? What the hell's going on? And I'm like, mom, I promise if you keep watching, it's going to be answered for you. I promise. Just keep watching the movie. (laughs) That is so my mom too. Um, Besides the wanting to star in something like The Irishman, what show or movie would you love to guest star on or have a role? Oh in? man, I'm still. I know we're gonna keep going with the theme here, but I'm still obsessed with Sopranos. It's the only show yeah. I still watch on repeat, and it's not even for the cliche things. The screenwriting is the best screenwriting in television history. It literally changed the face of television. It made a film format carry over to episodic television. They actually just made a film. Of course, it was before the show happened. I could have had an actual opportunity called The Many Saints of Newark. That's a prequel to The Sopranos about Tony's family and Uncle June back in the day in the 50s in New York. I would have loved to be a part of that. But in today's world, man, television, there's no doubt it's the new frontier. It's It really has taken the film approach to episodic television as well, like Sopranos did back in the day. There are so many shows that I would love to be a part of. I think HBO is continuing to do absolutely amazing things. FX is doing amazing work as well. AMC is just killing the game. I mean, there, there's just so many good things out there to where I can't really say I would love to do this over that. Like the writing is so good all around in television that I would love to do it. But there is one show that no one would ever expect that I'm a huge fan of. And I, when I say Die Hard, 
I mean, it's sick. Like, like I'm, I'm obsessed. I want you guys to each guess what show do you think I am obsessed with? Tell us the time, the era that it came out, like a year. <laughs> well, it's been on for over 12 years at this point, I want to say. Mm. Is it still currently running? It's still currently running strong. God bless them. Grey's Anatomy. Nope. <laughs> That's what I was going to guess. You ready for this? Yeah. All right. Ghost Adventures. That's my show. Yes. Bro. Yes. Bro. I am so obsessed with Ghost Adventures. People do not understand what Zach and Aaron oh. have done. They have put their lives on the line fighting those demons for so many years. They don't get the credit they deserve. I'm telling you, all I want to do is be a part of the GAC. For people who don't know that you go to I want to be a part of them so bad. You got to bring me with you when you get on. Do you watch any of the other paranormal shows? Like Ghost I, mean, Brothers, I, I, I like honestly that? will watch it, but I feel like I'm cheating on them if I'm watching anything else. So, like, <laughs> I, I really... Like, I'm such an advocate. When people come over to my house, I sit them down, and I'm like, we're watching this. They're like, are you kidding me? This fake stuff. I'm like, fake. It's real. They're fighting. It is real. They are fighting demons. Like, my God. And everyone I show the show to, inevitably, they get terrified, and they start watching and get addicted. It's so good. Yeah, that you is watch, a good show. Do you watch it when they do the live streams and participate in the live stream? Oh, bro, I watch everything. I'm the kid who I physically like. I'm all about physical media. I own like all the seasons on DVD, and I watch it <laughs> nonstop. And like, I had like Zach. I tweet him all the time, and he favorites and retweets my stuff. And it's these moments where I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, what is happening right now? I feel that's like De Niro calling me up saying, "Hey, kid, I like you. Thanks for mentioning me." Like, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm looking forward to going to Vegas and going to the Haunted Museum. I want to go so bad. I want to go so bad. I just got to make a trip out of it sometime soon. Are you talking about the Mob Museum in Vegas? Oh, the ha- yeah, Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum. It's, yeah. all, oh, it's all freaky stuff happening in there. I got to go. Post Malone did an episode of this show. Like, dude, I got to get on. If Zach's out there, listen, please yeah. get me on the show, Zach. Come on. We'll send this directly to him. Dude, he needs to understand that I want to fight and put my life on the line with him. I have his back. I will help him do this. And the best thing about it is, like, my mom was talking to me about it. Like, I'll sit there. My mom was out a couple weeks ago. And I'll just randomly be like, Mom, I want to go on Ghost Adventures so bad. And she's like, honey, you're the most little shit in the world because you, (laughs) you talk a big talk, but you would be terrified. And I was like, you know what? I've never actually thought about this. If it actually happened, I would love to go on, but I would be a little girl. I'd be screaming everywhere. I'd be horrified. I would be, I would think everyone's after me. And you know what? It, it would be great, but I would be terrified. Like I couldn't go there and act all macho and cool because that just wouldn't happen. I'd be horrified the whole time. <laughs> well, I got your bro. <laughs> have you ever seen – so I have two off-topic questions. One is have you ever seen the show Supernatural? I have Jared Padalecki and the other dude from the remake of my bloody Valentine 3d. Yeah. I've seen it. So one of the, uh, the, the actors on the show who plays Castiel, Misha Collins does these annual, um, scavenger hunts, these virtual scavenger hunts called Gish greatest international scavenger hunt. You have to look into it because they do so many, they do a lot of community projects and charity and service work, but there's also these wacky out there challenges 
where you have to take a picture in Stonehenge or you have to try and track down these favorite, you know, these celebrities. And I feel like one of them coming up is going to be like go through a haunted house or go on ghost adventures or something like that, because they really are out there. And dude, that sounds awesome. It's so much fun. Last year was my first year doing it. Um, and it is a blast. And I think there was like William Shatner did it one year and there were a couple other celebrities that jumped in and obviously helped out a lot with the other teams. And then the winning team gets to go to an exotic destination. And well, we'll see this year because uh, it's coming up soon, but gets to go to an exotic destination and does kind of a uh, volunteering on tourism trip. I am so down to put my hat in the ring with this and jump in like that type of stuff. It's fantastic. I'll, I'll never forget, too. I was in New York about a month ago, and it was like 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm walking through Times Square, and this group of college kids came up to me, and they're like, yo, yeah, you're the kid from the show, from the Netflix thing, but we're out doing a frat challenge right now for this frat house we're trying to join of, like, we got to take a picture with just random people and try to get their phone numbers and, like, get a video. Can I do that, my buddy? I love you guys. I'll do the picture with you. I just can't put my personal number out there in the world. Like I, I really would normally do it, but like, I just can't really do that. And like the video thing, I'm like, buddy, it's like four o'clock in the morning in Times Square. I just left dinner in a bar with my friends. Like that's probably not a good look right now. Like I just, I appreciate you guys. And I want to help you on your quest to get part of this frat, but there's nothing I could do about that. you got to respect me on this. They're like, we get it, bro. We get it. We just, we, we appreciate the picture. You helped us get one out of the three. You helped us get one out of the three. So the scavenger hunt thing kind of reminds me of that type of thing where I'm like, dude, let's go on some weird hunts at like four in the morning. Let's go live our lives. Let's sleep all day. Let's wake up with a new task of figuring out where, how we're getting a Stonehenge. I'm all about it. Yeah, there's no sleeping that week. And I wanted to ask Nikki because Nikki has talked, we've talked about this a couple of times, but vision boards and um, helping you manifest Things like getting on ghost adventures and actually actually i was thinking i was like he wants to go on this show dina could get him on the show let me tell you Joey, <laughs> dina's tried to get me on so many shows and people have been like is she really interested and she's like running over me with the bus i'm like stop it stop throwing me under the bus she could get you on the show let her do it dina i <laughs> promise you this honey if you get me on ghost adventures let me tell you what's happening get him on I'm jumping in the car because the whole Corona thing, but I'm jumping in the car. I'm driving to your house. I'm bringing my sleeping bag. I'm stopping at the market. I'm getting fresh prosciutto. I'm getting cold cuts. I'm getting bread. We're eating bottles of wine. We are kicking it. And we're going to do a ghost adventures marathon before I go on, just so I yes. can prepare myself for what we're doing. Cause I know me and you will be geeking out about it. And your mom's going to look at me really terrified being like, honey, are you going to be okay? Do you know what you're going to do into with this? As long as you bring the fresh prosciutto and mozzarella, I don't care what you do. Oh, my God. I love your mother so much. This is so fantastic. We need to make this happen. I'm not even joking. Road trip. Yes. We, yeah, everybody's invited. We've got pl- I'm offering up their house right now. We've got plenty of room. And we had my aunt come out last year from New York. She packed a suitcase just full of Italian cookies, pizza, fresh oh. mozzarella, what else did she bring? I don't even know. It was she bring dings and, and yodels that you can't get out here on the West Coast. Oh, anything yeah, we dude, ask for bagels. So amazing. <laughs> I have family members who will ship me out food. Like we got sauces back home, like boss sauce and country sweet. It's only in Rochester. I oh dude, if you guys could try the country sweet, your life would just change. It's so fantastic. So like 
my mom shipped me out sausage, my grandfather's pizza. In Rochester, we also have what's called White Hots, which is like a white hot dog, and it's it's by Zweigels. You can't get Zweigels anywhere, dude. It is so fantastic. I got family friends like in like Las Vegas and stuff. Like we all bond over when we go home, how we just geek out, and I'll always come home with so much food. Like, uh, it's really not the same, guys. It's just not the same. Jordan, do they have red hots where you are? <laughs> red hots, like the yeah. candy? No, red hots, the hot dogs, the links. Oh no. The ones that turn the water red when you boil them. He said they got white hots where he's from. We got red hots where we're from. Oh, yeah. White hots are, dude, they're so delicious. Weigels. Shout out to Weigels. Come on, sponsor Uncle Jojo. I love you guys. <laughs> Drop that sponsorship, guys. That's right. Get it. <laughs> hey, Joey, we have uh, a guy, Mike from, from Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, selling hot dogs on Scottsdale Road here. For real. Are you serious? Yeah. He moved out That's here from awesome. Brooklyn. He's got a hot dog cart. He's dressed up and everything with the hat and everything. God bless him. I got an uncle who has a has a hot dog cart as well back home and he's retired. That's what he does is he goes to all these different sites and sells his food with his meat sauce. Because like everyone back home has their own meat sauce recipe for different stuff. And my God, I miss that dude where it's like, it doesn't matter. Like I don't have self-control, guys. You don't understand. Like, I don't have self-control. Like there should be a point where I'm like, I'm full right now. I should stop eating. Does that ever happen? No, it never. <laughs> I just keep going and going and going. Because you're a savage. <laughs> oh, I am. 100% savage. All right. We talked a little bit about your social media stuff earlier, but which one is your favorite? Instagram. Got to go with the gram. The gram is great because I also follow so much stuff that I just like on there. And it's like the most easy way for everyone to get in contact with me from like all over the world. So I just love Insta. I just think it's dope. TikTok is pretty dope too, but I got to get, you know, used to that. And Twitter is just like my own personal diary to tweet about whatever, you know, I just tweet about music I'm listening to, stuff like that. Snapchat's more fun because I just tweet like stupid stuff. Like last night, if you check my Snapchat right now, You'll see me sitting on my couch about two feet away from my vinyl. And my vinyl stopped playing, which means I didn't get up and put something else in. And that two feet walk just seemed like the most impossible task I've ever had to accomplish in my life. I did it. <laughs> Don't worry. I made it through it safe. But they all serve Good a job. You faked the push-up challenge, but you definitely <laughs> made Bro, it I was, the vinyl challenge. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't doing the push up challenge because I didn't like uh, Adam at the at that point in time. So I was like, I'm not doing I am not doing push ups for you. And I was in the gym. That's the worst part. I had no excuse. I was right there. <laughs> I was literally right there. And I was like, you think I'm getting down and doing push ups for you, buddy? That's not happening. No, thank you. <laughs> so we all know that you know you're the same genuine guy that everybody fell in love with from the circle. Um, and we also noticed that like some of your fans, they follow you and you'll follow them back and you'll message them as well. What's the most unique message you've gotten on in on Instagram? Oh, man. I mean, the stuff that always hits me is when people share so much of their lives, like right off the bat. And like, I don't look at it as like a weird thing. It's actually the opposite that people, because I know the hardest thing for people to do sometimes is to open up. So when you have people reach out to you. Like I remember when Australia was dealing with the fire situation and I would have parents reach out to me about, you know, we're losing everything. But the one thing that our kids love and we love is you make us laugh. And 
this show has helped us through so much, like stuff like that. I had a, a girl reach out to me about being bullied in high school and that she's going through so many issues with herself and just send me like, you know, a novel sized text. And I'm just sending her those messages back being like, honey, you're beautiful. Just the way you are. You're perfect. Just the way you are. We've all been there. It, it People suck in their assholes to call it just like it is. You got to be good with yourself and realize it don't matter where you're at in life. It's always going to be those people. doesn't matter what age you get to. So it just really would hit me really, really hard with that. So now that we're all fangirling and swooning over you, Joey, and I can only imagine, Jordan, how I got assigned to these particular questions. <laughs> but, uh, Joey, what's your current relationship status? I am 155% single and happy. Don't be mad at me, Dina. Dina has a crush on you. Dina, oh, I love yeah. you, babe. I'm coming to stay over. Ah, yes, absolutely. Anytime. So, that being said, besides cute Italian girls from New York, what yeah. is your type? <laughs> it, dude, it's always been the same. I can't help it. It's always been blonde. You know, like, I, but you know, I'm expanding. I am expanding my horizon. <laughs> I, I went out with a few brunettes. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying because my parents and everyone tortures me. Like, what the hell's the matter with you, man? <laughs> Come on, man. Because, like, since I've been a kid, I always trace it back to Pamela Anderson, my first love. And Carmen oh Electra, look, if Pamela Anderson could be 110 years old, I'll marry her. I love her. I don't care. <laughs> it is what it is. So it always goes back to that. So I'm the dude. It's like once I see blonde and a smile, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Joey, Can't help it. I just dyed my hair back from blonde like three days ago. You can always go back. <laughs> Dana, I'm taking you to the salon, baby. Come on. We're both getting it. We're getting it did. We're getting the hair did. Let's get it done. <laughs> For you, Joey, anything. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I'm telling you, it's hard, especially, like, in L.A. because it's, like, it's all blonde. But, like, you know, I'm just – I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to grow through these experiences. So, you know, I've been dating a couple of brunettes. It's been fantastic. I'm trying. And then my father, everyone, they're always breaking my balls about it. And I'm like, look at man. You can't help what you like. You just can't help it. <laughs> well, it's the Italian way. You should be having 30 kids by now. Ooh. Yeah, you know, my parents are worried about that. And they're like, no kids, no marriage, no nothing. Because, like, I was almost married before. I was with my ex, like, seven and a half years. So, like, at this point, being single, it's like, bro, I am very happily single. I'm living my best life. I'm focused on my career, having a good time. Ain't rushing into nothing with nobody. If it happens, God bless. You know, we'll see what happens. But am I looking for that? Absolutely not. Well, well I want to know, are you using any dating apps right now? You know, no, I've never been to like when I was newly single, I tried the whole like Tinder Bumble thing just because curiosity, because like when I was when that stuff all happened, I was in a relationship. So there was no need for me to be on any of those things. So out of curiosity, I was like, I want to see what this is all about. And thankfully, I tried that before the show because I'm just a face to face dude. Like if I see someone and, I, and I'm attracted to them or I'm vibing, like I want that face to face. You know what I mean? So. I just, I tried those apps and it was all just so impersonal and just people trying to hook up and stuff like that. And like, that's just not me, bro. Like that's, I'm just not that dude like that. So not on any dating apps, but you know, <laughs> as an experiment now, it would be fun just to make a profile and see what happens. Like I'm kind of all like, this is the type of stuff where I'm like, I wish all of us could all hang out because I would just like to sit there with all of us. Let's pour some wine, make a Tinder profile. 
throw it out there in the world, and let's experiment and just see what happens. Speaking of, what would your bio say? <laughs> and, what, would, what would it say? Tell God, it, man, this is the stuff where I'm like, do I do I be that guy and be like, it's that kid from the circle, or do I try to act like I'm not that kid, even though I am that kid? What do you think? What would like we would all be making my profile with us? So what would we say for the what would we say for the bio? What are we thinking? We'd have to reach out to the apps first and let them know that it's actually you because I just had to tell Miranda that somebody was pretending to be her in this podunk town in Florida so that oh, she could really? get it off of the app. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. Like we'd have to let them know, look at this is really Uncle Jojo. I'm just trying to find my wife. Come on, guys, help us <laughs> yeah. out. Uncle Jojo trying to find a wife, and I don't mind crying in the movie. <laughs> oh, if someone can cry with me, we're good to go. We're good to go. I'm crying everything. <laughs> Crown gangster movies. Oh, dude, I do. When Ray Liotta rats on everyone, see, that's the thing. I'm like the dude, I, I probably take the opposite thing of it. When Ray Liotta rats on everyone at the end, I hate him more than anything. It's not like, yeah, the good guys prevail. It's like, you scumbag. Paulie took you under his wing when you were a kid. <laughs> he gave you everything. He knew you were going to be a junkie. You promised him he wasn't. He gives him that last look in the restaurant when he turns his back on him. And when he's in the courthouse, he looks at him like, I should have killed you. I should have killed you. Uncut gems. Anyone see uncut gems? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Come on, Sandler. We're gonna put that on our list. Uncut Joey, Jim. back to the Sopranos. I went to school with uh, Steve Buscemi. Did you knew you knew Steve? Yeah, we were best buds. We used to get in trouble in school at the time because he would tell me jokes and I'd be laughing hysterical. And then the teacher would look over and he'd be like, "I, I don't know why she's laughing." I met him in New York City when I was a kid. He wouldn't take a picture with me. It broke my heart. What? Mom, go call him. Oh, that's dude. Right. He is so good on that yeah. show. Tony B. Tony B. Gets out of jail. He tries going straight. All he wants to do is be a massage therapist, and then he gets sucked <laughs> back in little but by what's, little. What's really ironic is growing up with him, and I graduated with him. He is hysterical. He's very, very funny, and he always plays these crazy, serious roles. So, well, no, he's in all those Adam Sandler. Yeah, but he doesn't portray like he always know, gets typecast so in so many different roles. But I mean, I think does. for him, his real breakthrough was in Reservoir Dogs when Tarantino casted him. And my God, the career he's had. He can do anything. He can do drama. He can do comedy. I think, especially too. Another weird fact: a lot of people don't know in The Sopranos is he directed so many episodes before he was ever acting on the show. So the one episode that everyone seems to love universally is the Pine Barrens episode when Tony, when uh, Paulie and Christopher get lost in the Pine Barrens. Buscemi directed that episode, which a lot of people don't know. So he's a great director as well. Yes, he is. He is. He's a fantastic person too. He, um, God, that's unbelievable. He, he is. Didn't he save your car or something so, like that? Um, Growing up, I was one of the first to get a Camaro because I had my Florida license, but using it in Long Island. And I got, uh, it was a convertible Camaro with a 396 engine in it. Why I had that, I don't know. It's what dad bought. Okay. So I uh, went to one of his fraternity parties that he had uh, a whole bunch of people from high school. And I guess the uh, frat brothers had a little too much to drink. 
and they were jumping on car roofs, not realizing mine was a convertible. Oh my they, God. They jumped right through it and ripped the whole roof apart and he made them pay for a, for a new one. That's right, Steve. You better step up to the plate and stick up for the man. <laughs> That's right. I like that. Stand up guy. We'll get We'll find him and, yeah, we and gotta make him find say him. hi. Yeah, please find Steve and let him know my heart's still broken. I was a 14-year-old kid. I, I approached him at the London Hotel, and I was like, please, I, I really adore you. And he's like, I'd rather not. And I was like, oh, God, cut through my soul. Uh, so now this is a new segment for us because my mom is so excited to talk to you. Mama Ricks wants to know. So she's going to grill you on uh, big topics here. I'm ready. You ready? Okay. Ready. So, being a millennial, I was quite, quite impressed. And I think it's fantastic that you put family first. That is a very, very rare quality to find nowadays in your age group. Very impressive. Um, so, with that said, how long do you have to date someone before <laughs> you're going to feel comfortable bringing them to Sunday dinner? Oh, I'll bring them. I'll bring them on a first date. I don't. I don't even wow. care. I'm, I'm, I'm the dude that it's like. Look, I'm throwing you deep into the fire here. Let's go. You got to meet everyone. <laughs> you're not going to know. You're not going to know who anyone is. You're not going to remember any names. Remember who's connected to who, who's aunt, who's uncle, who's this, who's that. Especially when people are getting hugged and kissed left and right, and they're not used to that, and they're like standoffs. That's where I'm like, nah, you're out. Sorry, yeah. can't do that. My husband. My husband made an org chart because our family is so large. That when he met me, he couldn't remember anybody. He just knew there was a lot of Mikes and Roccos and Rockies and Sammies. And he made an organization chart for real. <laughs> and had to yeah, follow it. I'm telling you, I, that's why I, I respond so much to like Goodfellas. Like that first time when Karen's talking about, by the time I met everyone, I thought I was drunk. Because so many people <laughs> have the same reaction when they meet my family for the first time. Because we're all so close and family literally is life. Like family is just life, especially since everything with the show has been going on. It's so hard because everyone's calling all day long about everything because they've been supporting me out here for so many years and everyone's so excited. So I spend all day on the phone relaying the same information over and over and over again to everyone, which I have to do. But I'm telling you, if it's any girl, if I'm if I'm seeing anything, I don't feel it. There's no hesitation of like. Oh, I hope they like her. This and that. Say like, no. That's the real test, right there. You're you're going to meet everyone, even if it's the first time. Throw them right in. Let's see how they do. I want to overwhelm the senses a little bit and see, you know, how you're going to react with it. So, so then you'd be good with sharing the holidays, like Christmas Eve dinner and Christmas Day. <laughs> oh yeah, but you know, I'm I'm terrible when it's like when it comes to that. I I'm like I I just want to be with my family. Like I'm sorry, like. I know like, it's not that I don't respect your family, but it's like, this is my family. We, we, you know, they're, they're, they're the ones there for me with everything, especially through all these years of living out here. It's like, if I'm dating someone serious and like, come pay respects, obviously I'm going to come pay respects, but it's going to have to wait a little bit. It's just going to have to wait. So there's no, no sharing the holidays then. I'll share it. I'll share it with them. Tell them. I always tell people, bring your family over my house or my family because we got oh. food. We cook. We go so deep. And it's like, let's all share it together. Let's have a cocktail, eat some food, and relax and enjoy life. So do you believe in the tradition of asking <laughs> the girl's parents when you're when you're getting serious with somebody to marry them? 
Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. At this point in my life, I've never been engaged. I've never had any of that. But if, if so, that ever should happen, I ain't asking nothing without making sure me and the father, stepfather, uncle, whoever, whoever's the male figure in that person's life, sit down, have a serious conversation and make sure I get a blessing before anything. Because to me, I think the biggest scumbag thing you could do is you just get engaged to someone and you don't even have a conversation with anyone in their family. You just go and do it. And it's like if that was like me and that was my kid and they come home engaged, I'm killing the kid. I don't care. Like, it's like, bro, you should sit me down and talk to me like a man and make sure you got my blessing. What the hell's the matter with you? Both of my sisters, one's married, the other one's getting married in September. You better believe that both of my brother-in-law sat down with my father and asked permission. We're both terrified when they did it. And that's the way it should be. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Keep, keep that going. So what was the most important lesson you learned from participating in, in the circle and winning? Oh, the most important thing I learned is the biggest thing I knew going in hand, like going in beforehand, and it just became more reinstated. Always be true to yourself and don't care what anyone thinks of you, what anyone has to say. Know who you are. Feel good about it. You're the only version of yourself that exists, which means you are perfect just the way you are. Stay true to that and don't ever let anyone throw you off your game, bro. Ever. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure that's why you, you came out the winner because you were from the very beginning. I had to binge watch the whole thing in like two days. <laughs> Let's be real though, mom. What was your first, you can tell Joey your first impression. He's a cool, he's a cool dude. <laughs> you couldn't stand me, ma. I know. I hear it from no, everyone. No, 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 I did. I, I can relate to you. My cousins are just like, we're all, we're all good. I, I love you. You were great. You have to come to dinner though. So you're, you're welcome any Sunday. Um, Come for dinner. We'll take you for some hot dogs first <laughs> on the truck. Then we'll come here and eat. We're good. Let's be oh real. You would God. make this Sunday is, dinner. Like, this is honestly like this isn't like a podcast thing. Of like, yeah, like that sounds great. Like I'm really like let's let's drive up there. <laughs> she's joking. Oh no, she's dead serious. <laughs> oh yeah, you're all welcome. You all come over on a Sunday. Oh my God, that sounds like honestly like I'm trying to look at what my schedule is right now and be like, when can I jump in a car? And just th make a little trip and go make this happen because I am so in for this right now. It's a 45-minute flight, Joey. I was going to fly out to you, but RJ said no <laughs> or didn't say yes, I should say. RJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see? I'm putting him on the spot right here. He's laughing. <laughs> Son of a Thanks, bitch. Thanks, RJ. Yeah, Thanks RJ. For, for not letting me shoot my shot. <laughs> Look, it, we'll bring RJ with us when we come yes. down for the trip, but we're making him sit in the car and eat his food. Bad boy. <laughs> needs to get up time out. Make sure hop in the back. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Mama Rick's segment is over. <laughs> she has to go play with the puppy before she goes nuts. Mom, I love you. Kiss the dog for me. Can't wait to... Have you over for dinner, RJ? We'll let you come in anyway. I, I forget. <laughs> you can sit at the kids' table. <laughs> All right, guys. Now we had some uh, miscellaneous questions. How long have you lived in LA? It's been seven and a half years. It'll be eight years in September. And what made you want to move there? Passion of film, acting, writing, directing, producing. 
wasted no time, always knew what I was going to do. Graduated high school in a Catholic high school in upstate New York that had a 99% rate that goes on to college. I'm that 1% that said, no, sir, not for me. Wasted no time on my dreams. I'm not putting myself in college debt for no reason besides an excuse to say I went to college. Moved out. A month later, I'm on my own in a studio apartment, and I just started started putting in the legwork to get to where I'm at today. Okay. So you did a, a, a Vulture interview recently, and you talked about people coming to parties empty-handed. When you come to our party, what are you bringing? Oh, well, alcohol is the first thing. That's a sacrament. You got to bring, you know, make sure what do you guys like? I know, I know a lot of people like beer. I'm not a big beer drinker, but I'm going to show up with a 30 rack or something, a couple of bottles of vodka, a lot of food, because I'm just a dude that's like in fear. No matter what, when you come over to my house or if I go out to eat with you, I order way too much and I can't help it. It's ingrained in me of like, what if there's not enough? What if we don't have, what if we run out? Like, I just can't, I can't wrap my mind around ordering the correct amount of anything. So I go all out. I'll come in whatever you guys need where it's like, what's already made? What don't you have? I'm going to the store. I'm going to grab five or six other things that aren't on the list just to be sure, just in case. It's it's a blessing and a curse. Let me give you my address right now. I'm on the way, girl. I'm on the way. I'm in Atlanta. Don't worry. It's a short flight away. They're all a short flight away. Maybe not a road trip. So you're... I I feel like I've got all the food questions here. We read you're a fan of the keto diet. What does Sunday meal prep look like at your house? The Sasso oh, way. It's, it, it, it's another Texas Chainsaw Massacre scene. The kitchen gets filthy. <laughs> it, it's all over the place. I'm weighing food out in one hand, seasoning it in another one. Something else is on the stove. I got all my containers all matched out for lunch and for dinner. And then I'm seasoning the hell out of everything. So I eat the same stuff. So you got to throw a lot of garlic, salt, pepper, Chili seasoning. I don't know why I love the chili seasoning. Loading everything up, concocting my own sauces, mixing other stuff, all experimentations, melting butter in the microwave to pour on stuff. I mean, bro, it gets, it's an ugly scene. And then I got to go shopping and then I got to cook it and then I got to clean the kitchen. I'm exhausted by the time it's all over with. It's really a whole day. <laughs> and do you, um, so we didn't really see you cooking much on the circle, but you are, you do cook, right? I do cook, and I don't do it very well. I only cook the things that I need to cook for my diet. That's about it. That's okay. We can teach you a thing or two. Please, please do. <laughs> I, I, it's, I really should learn because I got some men in my family who are fantastic cooks, but I just come from my specific family. I didn't know how to do anything when I moved away. My mom did everything for me my entire life. I didn't know how to do laundry. I didn't know how to make a – I literally didn't know how to make a sandwich. I, I remember calling my mom oh my being God. like, what do I do? Like, what do I do? And it made no sense to me. Like, I really am very dumb when it comes to a lot of things that I just don't know how to do. Like, especially technology-wise, bro, RJ's got to teach me so many things where it's like, <laughs> it's so hard. Where he's sitting there trying to tell me these things, and I'm like, huh? What? That's a thing? People do that? It's like even the Snapchat thing. Like, people be like, streaks. And I'll be like, what the hell is streaks? Oh, they want to talk to you and keep talking. I'm like, well, why don't they just say that? Why is streaks? Why is it called streaks? It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm pat. I'm Snapchat and TikTok are way past my abilities. I don't know about the other girls. Are you guys on either one of those? No, I'm just Instagram. I don't even know how to do Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the best, Nikki. It's, for the best. <laughs> it's a shit show out there. Um. And maybe RJ could talk some sense 
into you about this, Joey. How can you possibly say that Home Alone 2 is better than Home Alone, the original? Bro, I will go to the grave fighting and swinging for this. Lost in New York is so much better than the original in every which way. The scenes are that much better. The, the, when they break in, it's that much better. Every single thing about Home Alone 2 is better. And you got a young Rob Schneider in there, too, playing the bellhop, wanting a tip, and he hands him a piece of bubble gum. It's fantastic. Home Alone that 2 is, exceeds it in every way. That is the, no, that is the only part that I will agree with. Because it's so expected in the second one. And the first one is just so different than any other movie like that. So Bro, we're going to fight. We'll do a charity match. Toy chest. It doesn't have Duncan's toy chest. He doesn't get any doves. The homeless lady is so much better than the guy you thought killed his family with the shovel and the pigeons <laughs> and everything. And then when they get hit with the paint. Like, first of all, in the first movie, there's some serious stuff that happens. The best thing with the second one is everything he does to prank them is legitimate things that in real life would just kill them. Like they wouldn't, like they would not make it pass. Like he swings down the big steel thing that hits them off their feet down two flights onto a hardwood floor. That would be a wrap right there, but it's even better that they just make it through it. And then Marv gets shocked and turns into a skeleton. It's all better <laughs> in every single way. We'll have to take that combo offline because I've got some points, but that's <laughs> beside this point. <laughs> Oh, I'm down for that conversation. Believe me, my sister Milan, too. See, I'm the one who could have a civil conversation. Milan, it's like, those are fighting words. Like, no, Home Alone 2 <laughs> lost in New York. It's all about that. <laughs> so, uh, Joey, Danielle from Love is Blind. Not sure you're familiar with who she is. Yes. Okay, so she wanted to know, would you ever do a crossover with the Love is Blind cast? Kind of like the MTV Road Rules Challenge competition. I would love to. I think that both of the shows are dope, have a lot in common. You'd see all the similar threads there. I've been in contact with a few people from the show. I think they're all awesome. They're all going through now like what we went through a couple months ago. I really want to meet up with all of them and just, you know, hang out and shoot the shit, get to know them and like, let's do some stuff together, man. Like, why not? Like, I just think if people have responded to us and the shows that we did, it's such a blessing. There's nothing negative about any of this. Let's all hang out. It's all I have fun. Let's interact with people. That's what this is all about, man. Would you go in the pods? Oh, dude. All of my friends, literally all of my best friends are like, how did you not get cast on that show? You'd be married right <laughs> now. You would be married or divorced. You'd be the guy <laughs> left at the altar crying your eyes out. And I'm like, I can't help it. I love people. Leave me alone. It is what it is. You would be crying in the pots, like coming it up. Dude, like I could just see myself just, just talking to the camera, being like, I know we haven't met, but I'm telling you, I think I'm in love with this girl. I can't help it. I think this You're is a real You're a camera. Oh, dude, 100%, man. It is what it is. Like, I wish I could play cool and be like, nah, dude, like, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't make sense to me. It wouldn't work, but no, it would a hundred percent. I'd be that dude. It's all good. It is what it is. Can we before we get your answer? Because you've seen this show, right? You've you've watched it. I haven't finished all of it, but I have started watching it. Yeah. Okay, so just from your impressions so far, I want to see what Jordan and Nikki think. Who he would end up with at the end of the show? Hmm. Mm. It better damn not be Jessica. <laughs> no, no, that wouldn't work. 
Poor Jessica. She was out there just trying to live her life. You know. We're we're not Team Messica here. <laughs> oh, you know uh, what? Maybe it would have been Amber. That's what I think too. Yeah, like Amber, Amber or Lexi. Who didn't get featured? But you know much. what? I feel like I got to fight for an underdog. So, I mean, I might have to fight for Jessica on this one. Oh, man. What about LC? But you know what? Here's the thing. We all got to work past something in life. It's goals. Lexi, though, too. Yeah. See? Lexi, though, too. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, like, here's the thing. It's like everyone sells Jessica down the river, and I understand it. But I'm like, Jess, I'm here for you, sweetie. Let's talk through this. Oh, yeah, you're sliding into her DMs, Joey. We know. We know all about these it. Things, these are the things that we can work through, okay? Everyone, God gives his toughest battles to his toughest competitors, okay? We got to work through this stuff. <laughs> what about justice for LC, Joey? She's a good catch. You, you know, look at up. Here's the thing. Like I said about me, like let's say I went on The Bachelor. Let's say why it wouldn't work. I'd fall in love with everybody. I don't care who it is. I'd be like, this is physically impossible. I can't do this. How am I supposed to pick? You don't get kids to <laughs> the candy store and go say, grab all your favorite candy because you're going to grab every single thing in sight. You can't do it. <laughs> I think it's true. He's telling the truth, you guys. I think it's true. <laughs> we reached out and got a few fan questions for you. So the first one is from Brandy from the Circle Facebook group. And she wants to know if there are any upcoming movies or TV shows we will see you in. Mainly Young Lion of the West, my feature film. I just dropped the teaser trailer on my Instagram profile. I'm going to have more coming out about that very, very soon. As far as television shows, it's pilot season right now in town. There's a lot going on, so that's to be determined. Okay. And here's another uh, fan question. Someone named April wants to know, you seemed really stressed near the end of the show. What do you think uh, what do you think you struggled with the most on the show? Waiting to see air again in the physical world and breathe and just live life again because it, it's so fun when you watch the show. In the beginning, you see us all so excited and just having a blast. And then by the end, we all just look like we're ready to tear our hair out because it just doesn't end, man. Like, God, like everything you make it past, you're like, Jesus, it just keeps going. I feel like I'm going to be stuck here the rest of my life. Like, still to this day, I feel like I did time. I'm like, dude, I did time, bro. Like, I know I know what it is to be locked away and just feel like, you know, your freedom taken away. So by the end of it, it was just like, man, I never thought about winning. I honestly never thought about winning. I never thought about the money. Winning to me was making it to the end. And none of us knew what that was. That's why when it was like final ratings, I'm like, bro, I am so good. I did what I wanted to do. I'm so naturally competitive. Winning, you can't control that. It's out of my hands. Let me just make it to the end. Once I found out that happened, I'm like, dude, we checked that off the list. We're good. Let's go to the finale. Crown whoever wins so I can go to the after party and meet the rest of the cast. And then I'm the one who ends up winning. And I couldn't talk the rest of the night because I had no idea what the hell just happened. I was so excited for you. I really was. Dude, did you see the reaction on my face? Like, I really, like, I never saw it coming. I never even thought about it. It wasn't <laughs> until it was down to me and Shubes, and I was like, what the hell is happening right now? <laughs> and everybody thought it was going to be Shubes, but you, it was very surprising that you won. I'm I, I, yeah, dude, it was that rest of that night. Like, we did have, like, a little after party thing afterwards, and 
I felt terrible because all I've been looking forward to do is hanging out with everyone and meeting everyone. I had no words. I didn't talk for like 24 hours. I didn't know what the hell just happened. What happened is you became a, a not very rich man, but you became a very blessed man. <laughs> I became a very blessed man in a very short amount of time. And I, God, I'm still so blessed for all of it. I still don't know how the hell it happened, but thank God it did. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, the next question is from Montana. I'm going to jump around on here a little bit because she had a lot to say. The first is that she wanted to say she adored your and Shuby's friendship so much. And that is a direct quote. <laughs> and then she wanted to know, how has your career been since the big win? It seems like we see you everywhere now, but maybe it's just because we're in the circle. Ooh, yeah. Well, first of all, we all love Shubes. If someone doesn't like Shubes, I got a problem with them because he's a sweetheart. You can physically not have anything against that kid. He's perfect. Um, besides that, career has been absolutely amazing. Everything has changed in my life overnight. So many opportunities are coming that I would have never had before. Getting to meet beautiful people in the industry, which is fantastic. So it's really one of those cases of overnight success in my life. Every single thing has changed literally in a matter of overnight like it's just all changed that's amazing you deserve it too joey oh thank you so much nikki honey i appreciate that so um joey we got two different options on the game and we like to end our show every um show just to let people get to know you a little bit better so we got two options we got words with friends um and it's basically whenever i say what's your favorite you tell me the first thing that comes to mind or we have a new game that we're introducing to the um to you guys now it's going to be never have i ever you get to pick one game which one do you you know that here on the love pod we always give it to you straight that's why we only partner with brands that do the same our friends at Cherry tell you everything you need to know about products from every corner of the beauty, skincare, and makeup industries via product reviews from your peers. And by enabling you to share your own reviews of the products that you just can't get enough of. We talk about how we need to change the game in dating and relationships. The same goes for the beauty industry. Beauty norms have become outdated BS. Everyone should have a voice, not just Instagram influencers. Welcome to a new movement, hashtag beauty without barriers. Our sponsors at Cherry stand for accessibility, inclusivity, democracy, and community. Download the Cherry app available on iOS in the app store. Visit cherry.com or check out their Instagram at cherry, spell C-H-E-R-I-E to get real today. want to play never have i ever baby Let's play. Right. Hey. okay so <laughs> do you guys want to play with him because we we never do that but maybe we should uh yeah but i thought we had to have shots to play never have i ever <laughs> <laughs> we'll drink water <laughs> okay. we'll skip that part we'll drink later okay so, um, never have I ever cried watching the movie. Oh, God, I'm so guilty. And you told a, a few of them. So, wh which one do you cry the most in? <laughs> oh, 
Titanic and the Notebook just kill me. Oh, my God. oh man. Okay. <laughs> La La Land, too. La La Land kills oh, me. Oh, La La my Land's God. beautiful. I can't watch it. I'm the guy. This is the messed up thing about me. I can go to bed watching the most like insane horror film, and I find it just so relaxing and soothing, but I physically can't watch La La Land because it cuts too deep. I just can't do it. Okay, well, my movie would definitely have to be Lion King. Oh, Lion King. Simba. Oh, Simba. <laughs> Remember who you are. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's oh, Europe God. right now. Jordan, what's yours? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not very emotional. It's more TV shows for me because I'm more invested uh, okay. with the characters. But I cried a lot during Grey's Anatomy. Mm. Yes. Always. They're trying to save lives. They're trying to save <laughs> lives. How has nobody said my girl? My oh, girl. dude, I just watched it on Netflix the other night, and I cannot take it. When she goes and says, wake, and she goes, you want to go climb the tree, Thomas J? It's Thomas like, J. Oh, God, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Dina? What's the movie you cry on? For sure, my girl, like all day long. Okay, okay. Uh, so never have I ever snuck backstage at a concert. Oh, 100% I have. I, I never have I ever. I have not. Bro, you I just got to schmooze with the people. It's easy. <laughs> I may have feigned illness to meet the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Who was your favorite Backstreet? Uh, AJ. Really? I'm team The Nick. underdog. Well, Nick, okay. Nick. Everyone loves Nick. I like the, you know, the underdog kind of rally voice. Jeez, I keep moving the stuff. So you're going with AJ how I went with Jessica. We're trying to fight for the underdogs here. <laughs> to be fair, AJ has never gone to Jessica's levels, okay? <laughs> That's also, that is also true that we know of. That we know that of. That we know of. That we know of. Okay. Never have I ever dressed up for Halloween as an adult. Oh, I definitely have. 100%. Halloween's like my Christmas. Like my Christmas. What would you be dressed as? Oh, God. Michael Meyer, Freddy Krueger. I just, I, I'm like a child all over again. Give me, I got like the movie replica type costumes and stuff too. Like not even like the, like the store-bought stuff. Like I'm that collector of just weird, obscure stuff. So I'm just like, this is where I can like be a child and no one can say anything about me being mentally ill because everyone's doing it. Fair enough. What about you ladies? I, I've dressed up. I've won awards at work for it. What, do you, what have you dressed up as? Awards. <laughs> That's Jason, another level. I was Jason Voorhees. <laughs> yes. I, was, I, I didn't say anything. I just had the mask on. I mean, the only way they could tell it was a girl was because I have boobs. But outside of that, <laughs> I was just walking around with a real butcher knife in my head. <laughs> oh, my God. Me. I, I love have it. to call in sick. <laughs> Jordan oh I have because just because I have a daughter that's all she makes me dress up do you guys up. wear matching no like, do you well one year one year um, I was Snow White and she was the evil queen oh. other than that no. that's cute wait you were she was the evil queen and you were Snow White <laughs> yes all right. <laughs> she did it from. She did it from. 
We need to have Ansley on to talk about that more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she would love to elaborate. All right, Dina, don't try to turn around and like, we're like, we're not waiting for your answer. <laughs> and, okay, so I can't be the only one who did like the slutty Halloween phase when you were younger. Um, but then, because I'm a big rescue, animal rescue fan, I did Cruella Deville one year. I did Ursula. And then I think the most recent, um, my nephews would have um, my sister and brother-in-law and I kind of do team costumes. So we were the Incredibles one year. We were the Ninja Turtles another. And I think my favorite, which probably no, not too many know about, is uh, one of the Heathers from Heather. Heathers. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm all about that Ninja Turtle life. I'm looking for a friend to dress up with me as Harry and Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber. Let's do it. I'm in. Right now. <laughs> so all of you are adult life, basically, Dina. <laughs> I'm all about it. <laughs> are you going to do the butt thing at the bar, though? But, uh, dude, you literally took the words out of my mouth. That's literally my favorite moment in the movie. When he's sitting there and he's sticking his ass out. It's the best thing ever. And when he when they get all the money, and it, there you go. And there you go. There you go. There you go. This is better than money for this is IOUs. See that? 245,000. Might want to hold on to that one. So good. All right. So uh, never have I ever pretended to know a stranger. Ooh, yeah, I've done it. Guilty as charged, my bartender. You forget everybody, and it's like, bro, hi, what's up, man? <laughs> so you again? Yeah, yeah. I don't pretend. I'm like, huh? Where? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had a few people come up to me, be like, Joey, it's me. Remember, like, weird. You DM me back or you snap me back. Remember? Like, oh my yeah. god! <laughs> what's up? How you doing? You remember that one in 20 million, Joey? You remember all of them? Yeah, I, of course. Of course. Ladies? I have, but I think a lot of people confuse me with my mom because we look very similar. But a lot of times I think people think that I'm her and I'll just be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am my mom. <laughs> um, I have accidentally gone up to somebody thinking that there's somebody else and been very embarrassed, but I'm pretty bad about lying. So um, I think my face kind of gives away that I don't know whoever you think I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one right here is specifically for you, Joey. Never have I ever seen a ghost. Have you ever seen a ghost? I have. I 100% have. When I was a little kid, I was five years old, my grandfather passed away. My father's side, I seen his spirit the day. I think it was of his funeral. Tell us about that. I was laying in the basement in my house at like, it must have been like three o'clock in the morning. And I literally woke up and he was standing over me, which sounds terrifying, but it wasn't terrifying at all. And he basically told me to tell my uh, father, my uncle and my aunts that he loved them. And he was sorry for everything that he did because he wasn't a good father. And basically told me he was sorry and that he'd always be watching over every single one of us. And then I saw a light and he walked into a light and then like, I just like ran upstairs terrified afterwards, but I wasn't scared when he was there. And it wasn't until the next day when I remember uh, my father and my aunts, them telling me that he never told them he loved them their entire life. So the fact that 
that day after he was buried, he came to me, told me that to tell them it was just very strange. That's why I don't, I know people could think things are fake, this and that. I'm so into spirituality and energy that lives on in terms of religion and stuff like that. Look, it's all the same bus to get us to the same destination, just a different way in. That's the way I look at it. So I believe and know a hundred percent for a fact that we definitely pass over somewhere else. And I do believe in some spirits get stuck here in a different realm that especially if you pass unexpectedly, things like that. So yes, I've definitely had experiences. Okay. All right, ladies. <clears throat> I haven't. Nope. Uh, I have dreamed about, I was very close with my grandfather and I've, I've dreamed about him sending messages you know, when he, not when he first passed away, but just when I kind of felt down about missing him or things like that. And, uh, we'll randomly have dreams about friends who have passed. So I don't know if that's necessarily ghost encounter. Um, but you know, feeling like you, you've been visited from the grave in some way. Well, I've had a couple of experiences, um, with people that have passed on in my family, basically where like they literally try to get your attention and um, but I, at the time, I didn't realize what it was until later on looking back. But now I actually uh, I, I use them as my my spirits and I'm like, hey, help me with this. <laughs> I need you to help me with this. Like guide my path, protect me, help these people see this. Whatever I need to do, I use them. <laughs> so on to the next question. <clears throat> Nikki, before you do it, there's. I probably came up with like 50 questions, so don't feel obligated to oh, them all. Oh, look at them. Oh. <laughs> I just wrote them. Okay, wait. Never have I ever skinny dipped. Have you ever skinny dipped? Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. Okay. <laughs> I know Jordan's not going to answer that one. <laughs> no, I, I really haven't. I mean, we have a pool, but I've never... Mm. What? Jordan, we got to hang out, girl. You got to start living on the wild side. Hey. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I haven't. <laughs> oh, God. I feel like the worst person. Yes. Yes. Who has? I feel like who has? <laughs> Dude, it's so freeing and relaxing. It's just fantastic. I can't say I've done it sober. <laughs> yeah, guilty, guilty I've been, I've, we've all been there late at night. You know. <laughs> Uh, never have I ever used a fake ID. Oh, guilty. <laughs> I have not. I mean, look, I'd like to, I would like to sit here and, and sound like a, you know, a good old classy citizen. But, you know, I had a cousin who looks exactly like me. Everyone thinks that we're brothers anyway. When I was a kid, that ID came in the clutch. Let me tell you. <laughs> I tried one time, but... um. Like, I literally didn't even need it. The guy just let me in. I was like, I know I do not look that old. You better Bro, check I remember <laughs> using my cousin's ID, and then to the point that I just would become him because people would know me as what the ID was. So they'd be like, yo, Johnny, what's going on? I'm like, ah, nothing, bro. Kicking it. Just kicking it, man. I'm going to do a few more. But have you ever, uh, Dina? Oh, yeah. I used my best friend's sisters. I don't know if that's considered fake because it was a real ID. It's, it wasn't it's, mine. it's a fake ID if it's not yours. Okay. Yeah, then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so never have I ever danced on a table or bar. Guilty. Mm. <laughs> Look, at, I go to Aruba every single year. 
We that's where I go cut loose with my family and friends. Gusto's nightclub Aruba. Shout out to all my friends over there. They've been my boys for I mean at least a decade at this point. Love them all to death. Girls get on the bar, I get on the table, and I start cutting loose. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Uncle JoJo. In my mind, I'm Channing Tatum and Magic Mike. In reality, it's probably not. Oh, my God. Does it ever stop me? No, never. Never. <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh, what about you ladies? I, I know. I already know the answer. <laughs> All right. What do you think, Nikki? I think no for uh, Jordan, and I think yes for Dina. You have Jordan? <laughs> no, I haven't. Don't okay. no, check. You got it right. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. This is fun. Like, we got to be in person doing this. Jordan, I'm telling you, kid, I'm coming out there to save you. We're going to have some good time. We're going to start okay. with I'm getting you a Motley Crue CD. I'm getting you ready and prepared for this. We're going to get wild, bro. We're going to have fun. <laughs> Uh, never have I ever ghosted someone. Guilty, hundred percent guilty. Oh lordy, look it. Oh, yeah, it's not. No, no, no. I'm ghosted just like, like everybody I've dated. Like I've never. Like, <laughs> the thing is this: I'm, I'll always get back to someone, and I'll always be a hundred percent honest with someone. But sometimes people just get crazy, and they don't want to hear no or something like that. And then it's like, dude, you've left me no other option here. Preach, Joey. Preach. <laughs> Okay, wait. Never have I ever broken the five second rule. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. It depends on it depends on what your definition of the five second rule is. There's the five second rule. There's the five Mississippi rule. They can find the rule. Depending on how good it is, it hits the floor. Look at I'm in. Who cares? Oh wait. Okay, wait. Have you ladies broken the five second rule? I have not ever broken this five second rule. Never. No. No. Uh. Jordan? Yeah, I've done that. Before I had a dog in the house. Yeah, oh. Jordan. <laughs> now Jordan, finally. <laughs> finally, Jordan. Dina, you did. I bet you did. Oh, God, yeah. Not at my house, just because I have so many animals. I mean, you know, I have six animals and then the horse, whatever. But um, at my parents, you could probably eat off the floors and they're cleaner than the plates. Yeah, bro, nothing wrong with it. I mean, come on. Sometimes it adds that little extra kick you need to whatever you're eating. <laughs> <laughs> that dog hair, it adds some flavor. Uh, I got one more. This was this was one that you guys were asked on the circle. And I can't remember your answer, but never have I ever peed in the shower. A hundred percent I peed in the shower. Look at here's the thing. People who say no to it, I feel like everyone's lying because come on, <laughs> who doesn't pee in the shower? It's a universal thing. I'm not getting out of the shower and drying off to take a leak. It's just not happening. I, I do. God bless you, Nikki. God bless you. I don't mind. <laughs> All right, Jordan, what about you? You ever peed in the shower? Well, we've talked about this before, haven't we? I think we have. Yeah. We're playing a game. We're talking about right it again. <laughs> I, have. I have, but I don't do it regularly. I don't oh, know. It's, it's an everyday occurrence for me. It's like a part of my morning routine. <laughs> I feel like that's a guy thing for sure. A hundred percent. Look, it's like Niagara Falls is coming down on you. You're feeling relaxed and comfortable and you're just ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dina, you, you can't skirt around this. Come on now. Oh, no. I think I've answered this before. Yeah, absolutely. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> we were talking about uh, the peeing in the shower thing. We were talking about how back in the day, well, back in my day, we used to people used to wipe their faces with baby pampers, like pissy baby pampers, and and it's supposed to help clear up your acne. And she says she does it sometimes. Oh, <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> I didn't know what I was talking about. Huh? Oh, bro, I gotta come help save lives over here. Look at, <laughs> I got the care secrets ready to go. My <laughs> God, we need to do some work. Yeah, Joey, I mean your skincare routine. We've seen. It's pretty extensive, so give us some tips. Well, give me some tips. Well, <laughs> make Saturday good. a universal mask day. I exfoliate. I do a mask, then I do a deep black charcoal. Uh, no, I do the charcoal mask, and I do the, the blackhead pore vacuum. Be careful <laughs> with that thing because, my God, if you don't get your skin used to it, you're going to look like you got in a fight with Mike Tyson your face going to get red and purple and all that other stuff. Then I get in the shower. I do my rare deep pore cleanser, face wash. Get out hydro plumper retexturizing serum. Oh my God. Bro, I go on and on. It's a whole extensive thing. How do you have time for anything else in the day? You don't. You don't. That's the thing. <laughs> you don't. You live in the bathroom, but it's a beautiful thing. It's time to reflect, listen to podcasts, watch videos, really spend time with yourself to make sure that you're living your best life and you're ready to go take on the world. All right. I don't know if I can get that extensive into it, but I do derma roll, but the same thing. I don't know if you guys have done that before, but I looked like, and I don't burn because just, I have olive cream tone, but have you guys used it? Cause you look like a lobster after. No, I just, I use just water on my face. Soap when I feel dirty. That's it. I'm done. Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. Nikki. <laughs> Nikki, my God, I got to come in the car for all you girls. I'm taking a road trip across the country. Here we go. You got to come and show me how to clean my face. Bro, I'm telling you, I got the best face wash in the world that you just were like, afterwards, you're like, my God, I feel like I've been lied to my entire life. Like, where has this thing been? I don't get acne. Me neither, yeah, but you got to keep it up. Beautiful skin. <laughs> I'm still acne to use anything on. I'm like, I'm good. I'm fine. I just wash with with water and sometimes with soap. And you're good to go. Yeah, I'm basic. <laughs> Bro, it's hilarious. I've said no to. I haven't said no to any of these things. I'm. I know. To- I was picking them. I was like, I bet he did this. I bet he did. <laughs> Bro, hit me with another one. Come on, hit me with one more. This is fun. Okay. Come okay. On. okay. We can do um, a few more. Joey, have you ever joined the Mile High Club? No, that's one thing on the list that I have not done that I'm like, I'm so for checking that off a bucket list, but my God, I got so much anxiety of getting caught and those bathrooms are so tiny. The thing is this, man, it's like you watch movies and you see scenes like that. Why is it such bull that in movies, the bathrooms are 10 times bigger than they are in real life? (laughs) The only time the bathrooms are the actual size is when it's for comedic effect of trying to do something that never goes as planned, like Chris Farley and Tommy Boy trying to change into a suit, and it's just physically impossible. Like, no, I, I, I want to so bad, but it's like, my God, like, I just don't know how that would happen because I'd feel like I'd, I'd leave the bathroom and everyone would know. I like, everyone would know what's going on. I only feel like and you can barely fit in those bathrooms. <laughs> like, bro, Tommy Lee, him and his wife hooked up in the bathroom like a year ago. It was all over TMZ, and you clearly see him going to the bathroom and then her clearly going in the bathroom, and then they questioned about it after the flight. He was like, no, she spilled something. It's like, bro, you're Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. We know what's happening. Come on. <laughs> 
I feel like that one's a given. They should have expected that once he boarded. Is anyone in the Mile High Club here? Come on. Uh, I would say no. Let's see. You'll you'll say no, but is that? I'm trying to see. Are you in my high club, Dina? I bet. Okay, yes, she is. I'm sick. No, Dina, no, are okay. you really? <laughs> no, no, no. So I did have the opportunity, and I'm I'm kind of an asshole about this, but I had gone to San Francisco with my ex boyfriend, and he was trying so hard, but I was exhausted. And by the time I woke up, the flight was over. <laughs> but oh I w- God, that's wet. Wait, <laughs> you had an opportunity, like, you ain't take it. Jordan, are Girl. you Jordan? Come on, Jordan. Oh. I've never been on a Jordan. Plane. What? I was like, I was like, watch, watch Jordan be the one out of all of us. He's like, yeah, bro, been in the club, got the membership, we're ready, we're living life right now. I would. I've never been on a plane. Dude, we, are you terrified of flying? No, I just have never needed to. Is that weird? It's well, no, it's gonna be great when we all go to LA to come kick it with Uncle JoJo. So we're gonna get over that. We're gonna jump on a plane. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So have, never have I ever Googled a date before going out. I do it at like home. a person on a date. Hmm. Well, who like else are you going on dates date? with? Yeah, a date like a, a, a blind date or just a date. You oh yeah, you, go you, gotta, you, gotta oh, yeah. you gotta know what's going on. I do too. Every time. Let <laughs> <laughs> me know if you're gonna get ghosted or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I've ever Googled anyone, but I've definitely like Facebook stalked them. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. I Facebook stalk. You have to, or I, like, and I just have like no chill about lying about stuff. So like, I'll be texting someone and I'll be like, I'm totally Insta stalking you right now as we speak. Like I, like there's no, there's no <laughs> lies about, about it. it. Like, yeah. I, do. <laughs> I can't bullshit about things because it's just who I am and everything's always on the surface. Like the good thing with me is like, if I'm thinking something, you're going to get it, like, 100%. Like, I'm not keeping any secrets in, so it is what it is. I'm sure Dina has. <laughs> well, you know, I wish – if I could go back in time, I <laughs> – there were a lot of people I should have Googled, and I didn't. But I haven't, probably a little naively, though I did uh, – just this morning, I was talking to somebody on Bumble – and was looking through like the Instagram preview of his pictures. And he had a picture of his daughter holding a card from flowers. And you could clearly see her address. And I was like, what? I don't Yeah. I, he didn't realize it. I'm sure his Instagram is people he knows. Can y'all but... see my passwords up there? <laughs> no, but you might want to flip those next time. Yeah, Nick, I don't know how to tell you this. The whole time we've been here, I've been screenshotting and zooming just to hack your life. Trust me, all you can do is pay bills on those. That's it, bro. I'm hacking your life. I tell people all the time. Take my, like, my account and pay the bill. How about that? Yeah, I was going to say. I'd be like, I don't know how this shit got paid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got one. I got a good one. <clears throat> this one came from um, Love is Blind. Never have I ever used someone else's toothbrush. Ooh. Yeah, I think I have. <laughs> he said, Ooh. I had to think oh. about it. Well, no, there were there were times like I'm thinking like back in high school where it's like you're partying with your boys and you wake up the next day, your mouth is dry, you're dehydrated, you hate your life, and you're like, I'm looking at that right now and I don't care. And like me and my best friend Nick, like we're like best friends, like like through and through with everything. I'm like, bro, you gotta take one for the team right now, kid, because I'm in pain. And I need this in my life right now. So, yeah, I have. It's happened. (laughs) 
Joey, finger, finger, and toothpaste. But bro, that's like the worst because like it doesn't work, but it like it's almost there. It gives you some flavor, but it's just like not like a hundred percent. Where it's like the it's like a bigger tease to do it that way. Where I'm like, I'd rather just not. I'd rather just deal with the pain till I get home. And at that point, it's like then there's no point of it. You know what I mean? So I I, I wish I could lie and say no, but it's happening. Don't worry, don't lie. Tell the truth. <laughs> Let's see, ladies, have you guys ever? I haven't ever used anyone's toothbrush that I know of. <laughs> I was thinking, I, like, you know. I use somebody else's toothbrush. No, I, I have not. Yeah, that's the one. Don't don't be touching my toothbrush. I've told that story before. Yeah, she no comment because he used her toothbrush. <laughs> we weren't friend. dating. Oh, your friend. We your weren't dating. Friend. You dumped your college friend. We still talked after that, but I I banned him from my dorm room. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I don't blame you. Like, I have a very expensive, beautiful toothbrush where it's like, don't go, don't go near it, don't go near it, don't look at it. It will snap back at you before you know it. I trained it well. <laughs> have y'all ever played strip poker? Ooh, have I? I'm trying to think. No, because I don't even know how to play go fish. <laughs> Have you played strip Uno then? Yeah, bro. I mean, I'm all down for it. Like, sounds like fun. I'm, I'll be in. I just got to learn how to how you play the rules. Like, I'm more of the guy that's like drinking with friends. Let's play uh, King's Cup or, or Flip Cup or some beer pong, like stuff like that. Like, I'm all in. Oh, ladies, have y'all ever played strip poker? No. Dina, yes, she has. <laughs> you can see it in her face. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Thank but, God my mom's not in this room anymore. <laughs> the only game I know how to play is I declare war. So no, I've never played strip poker. <laughs> you played strip war? No, I said the only oh. the only game I know how to play is I declare war. So I haven't oh, played okay. strip poker. Do you guys ever play Edward Forty Hands? No. What is that? No. So basically, you know what forties are, right? The, the big drink, the big beer? Yeah, like a 40 ounce. So basically, it's like Edward Scissorhands, except it's Edward 40 hands, where you basically duct tape two 40s to your hands and you oh. play different games and you got to chug the 40s. And the whole thing is your hands are duct taped, so you can't go to the bathroom to the game ends. It's it's terrible fun. It's great. Oh my God, that's crazy. <clears throat> no wonder oh. you're peeing in the shower. Exactly. <laughs> At that point, it don't matter. You just got to go. Last, last question. Last question before we wrap up. Never have I ever lied during this game. Oh, I 100% have not lied. <laughs> no, this is for the girls. <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> Jordan, um, no, no. I didn't lie. <laughs> okay. Jordan, we can tell you didn't lie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> No, I told the truth. I promise to be completely honest on this podcast, and so far, so good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know any other way to be besides just be honest about stuff. It is what it is, man. For better or for worse, you're getting the truth out of me. It just is what it's just how I am. It works for you. Yeah, it is what it is. You know. Yeah. I mean, everybody has that crazy side when they're younger. I went to college, and that was I didn't. I wasn't like a drinking in high school kind of person. So once I got to college, you know. Things happen. Yeah, 
The crazy side of me will always be there because I've just refused to grow up in so many aspects. I'm the most mature, immature person you'll ever meet. I'll always be a 10-year-old boy <laughs> in so many ways. Oxymoron. That's right. That's right. All right. We already uh, asked this, but just one more time for people who missed it in the beginning of the podcast. Where can we find you online again? Bro, I'm about to go down the list. Here we go. So Instagram and TikTok, it's the same things. At Joey Sasso, all one word. You want to tweet me or Snapchat me, it's at Joey underscore Sasso. Let's have some fun. Well, you didn't tell you did. I'm sorry. You shut my mouth. (laughs) Because I was like, you didn't tell the TikTok, but you did. You put it together. He did. TikTok, bro. I got to remember. I'm trying to be on the TikTok. I was trying to write them all down. But um, basically, Joey, tell everybody what's next for you. Bro, I got my movie coming out, Young Lion of the West. That's going to be the next big thing. It's going to be a lot of updates coming out about that on my Instagram. And then as far as other things, I look forward to putting out some awesome, dope content for people. So you got to know if you know me, bro, I ain't putting my name on anything or doing anything unless I think it's dope and people are going to enjoy it. So anything I got coming on all my stuff I put out there, man, let me know what you guys think because I'm honestly trying to do my best to do awesome stuff that people can all have fun with. Can we get you back? Dude, whenever you want, man. Seriously. Love it. Love I would it. love to come back on and talk with you guys. It's never have I ever stopped. It's great. We'll just do also, a whole I'm episode of doing, that. Uh, I'm going to be doing the after show for iHeartRadio Awards, which nice. is going to be fun. I'll be hosting that. That'll be on Twitter on their official page. So that's going to be dope. And I just guarantee you're going to have fun watching me do a lot of stuff and, you know, shooting the shit with people about stuff that happened. So let's have some fun with that. Be sure to tune in with that. And, yeah, man, there's a lot of cool stuff that's going to be coming very soon. All right. We're going to be working on getting you on Ghost Adventures. Dude, yeah. yes. Like, <laughs> like God, we got to go hunt some ghosts, bro. We got to go do this. We uh, we just got on iHeartRadio, so shout out to them. We'll Ooh. definitely tune in. Um, and thanks to them for putting us out there. Um, yeah, buddy. Joey, I have to, last, I swear, last question. Why don't you have a dog? <laughs> Dude, so I want a dog so bad. My mom won't let me get one. So I'm such a dog lover. And basically she's like, you're not, you don't have enough time. You're never home. You're not leaving a dog by itself all day. So that's where I get treated like a child where I'm like, I'm an adult. I can do what I want. And then I literally listen to what my mom tells me because I'm like, she knows. <laughs> you gotta get a pet sitter. There's dog walkers, dog runners. Dude, I want a dog so bad. And like, the thing is, I know if I get a dog, that is going to be my life. I will never leave home. It's going to be my best friend in the entire world. I love animals so much. Everyone says about getting a cat. I had one cat in my life, but the thing is, he was really a dog. His name was Boomer. My mom fed him all table food. He was overweight. Look at that beautiful puppy over there. That's what I'm saying. I need that in my life. I need that. Maybe he's jealous that you don't have a dog. We'll take you to the shelter here. So Dude, and like it's LA too, so like everyone has dogs. And I'm like, it would be so great just to play into the LA cliche of going to the dog park with my dog. Like, oh yeah, I'm just on a walk with my dog. No big deal. Do you know how many more women? I mean, not that you need more sliding into your DMs, but like the ultimate pickup is having a dog at the dog park. See, I want a French bulldog. I already named him. His name is Winston Roscoe. <laughs> Why isn't his name Robert De Niro? Because Winston, he's Winston. He's out there. He knows I'm his father. He just doesn't know it, know it yet. But he knows he's waiting for me. I don't even know if he's alive yet, but he'll he'll be there eventually. I need him in my life. 
<laughs> well, if you need a sitter, uh, Dina will more, be more than happy to help out. Oh, God. Yeah, Dina, I'm on the way, bro. Me and RJ are coming for dinner. This needs to happen. And then we got to go pick up Nikki and Jordan. We all got to kick it. Just have fun, live our lives. I'm on the way. Anytime, just let me know. <laughs> We've got the family coming out in April, so you guys can just tag along on their trip. They'll hop down. Yeah, dude, that would be so dope. <laughs> oh my god my family would go nuts they they're crazy um i already just assumed we're just gonna be having cocktails eating food smoking some cigars having a great time talking about life and how the good old days were so much better than the world we're in today believe me i'm so used to all this stuff this is just my life i mean the biggest thing is planning at the meal you're at what you're gonna have at the next meal I think that's the main yeah. conversation. Hundred <laughs> percent. Get some Italian bread, dip it in the sauce, eat some meatballs, throw some. Oh God, I'm getting hungry thinking about. It. I gotta stop. I'm literally <laughs> Sorry, hungry Joe. thinking about it. I did ask my mom to send you food, but we didn't have your address, and we didn't want to like stop you. So. Yo, DM me. I got you. All right, we're on it. I got you. We're on it. I love you. Me and RJ are coming. RJ, All we're right. doing this. All right, Joey and RJ, thank you guys so much for making this happen. We adore you. Um, I mean, ladies, do you have final goodbyes or, or anything for Joey? We don't do goodbyes. We're family now. So just see you later, baby. <laughs> so everybody tune in next week. We're going to have Seaburn and Sammy, a.k.a. Rebecca and Rebecca on the show. And yeah. please. Hmm? Yep, buddy. Yep. Please, if you like the show, if you love Joey, if you love us, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and hit that subscribe button. Thanks for love and love with us, and we'll see you next time. I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>